The following production is brought to you by Derek Lamont Enterprises, a subsidiary of LVM Entertainment, exclusively licensed for use on Patreon.com. Enjoy the show. This week's episodes are sponsored by Unscripted Roasters, a black, veteran, and woman-owned coffee bean roasting company. For more information, please go to Instagram.com slash Unscripted Barista. Hello, my name is Derek Lamont Jackson, and this is The Week in Gaming. Now, if you're listening to this on one of our podcast partners, whether it be Spotify, Apple, Pandora, iHeart, or even on YouTube, keep in mind that patrons get these episodes early on Saturday afternoons. To subscribe, that's patreon.com slash the Derek Lamont experience. Tell your friends and family. Uh, quite a week in gaming, so I'm just going to dive right into the top, right into these topics. Some of these stories actually have two parts, so I'm going to start with one that actually is a two-parter. Uh, rumor coming out, uh, this is actually as of last Friday, the 1st of October, Hideo Kojima is reportedly developing Silent Hill, play, uh, PlayStation 5 exclusive. According to a new report, Kojima is working with Sony and Konami on a Silent Hill game for PS5. If this report sounds familiar, it's because we've been hearing it for nearly two years. And that's correct. You know, probably since Sony went black on E3, where they just decided they weren't going to show up anymore, this rumor's been out there. We've been like, oh, when are we going to see it? When are we going to see it? Konami's come out and said it's not true. Again, this article, I'm sorry, it's coming from comicbook.com. Uh, again, we've been hearing it nearly for two years, Those recent, though recently reports went quiet, leaving many wondering if the project fell through or if the reports were ever valid in the first place. The latest report comes to the way, by the way of Gamatsu, who claims that a new Silent Hill is in development at Kojima Productions and that it's being funded by Sony Interactive Entertainment, Entertainment I'm sorry, which means it will be a PS5 exclusive, or at the very least, a PS5 console exclusive. For those that don't know, Hideo Kojima, when he was still with Konami, was working on Silent Hills, which was set to be the ninth main installment in the Silent Hill series. If you remember, there was the PT demo that was available early in the life of the PlayStation 4. It's still, if you have a PlayStation 4 with it on it, you can still play it. If you deleted it, you cannot re-download it. It actually shows up in my PlayStation library, but I cannot download it on my PlayStation 5. I don't know, I haven't tried on my PS5 Pro, but I would assume it's probably not going to work there. I'm sorry, PS4 Pro, I would assume it's probably not going to work there either. Um, The game development began in 2012. It was set to be a PS4 exclusive, but it was canceled in 2015, not long after Kojima's relationship with Konami fell apart and he left the company behind. He was, well, he was actually dismissed. I don't know if it was a mutual parting of ways, because at the Game Awards, the year that Metal Gear Solid 5 came out, Remember, usually it says a Hideo Kojima game on the box art. They removed that portion, and then when they won an award that year at the Game Awards, they would not let Kojima come on stage and accept the award with them. The following year, Jeff Keighley let him come on stage to get a some sort of an icon award or something like that to kind of give him his flowers, and he made it very clear that because he wasn't allowed on stage the previous year, that he was allowing he was bringing him up there at that point. Uh, before it was connect, before it was canceled, Kojima and Konami released a playable teaser PT again in 2014. Uh, it did go viral for being one of the best horror experiences to date. The game was set to star Norman Reedus, Norman Reedus and Guillermo de, Guillermo 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 del Toro. I'm sorry, I'm tongue tied. Was on the project as co-director. Where these two are returning isn't specified. Now, of course, Norman Reedus showed up, obviously in Death Stranding. Uh, all of that said, take everything here with a grain of salt. While the source in question is reliable and reputable, it doesn't change the fact that everything here is unofficial and that we've been hearing this for nearly two years with nothing to show. For what it's worth, I heard last year that Sony was in talks with both Konami and Kojima to make the project happen, but that was the last I heard of the project. I do know that there is a Silent Hill remake coming. 
as far as I know, Hideo Kojima will not be working on the game, and I don't think it's going to be a PlayStation 5 exclusive. Now, to further elaborate on that, comicbook.com as well says, Silent Hill PS5 exclusive from Hideo Kojima, potentially debunked by Insider, and this is as of October 3rd, so just a couple of days shorter. Uh, a couple of days later, a reputable video game industry insider has shot down the idea that the beloved Hideo Kojima will be working on a new game associated with the Silent Hill franchise in recent days. New reports have started to emerge, one suggesting that Kojima is currently working on a Silent Hill title that is in collaboration with both Konami and Sony. Despite the idea exciting a large number of fans, one leaker suggested that the project won't be coming to fruition. Uh, according to Millie Amand, who has been a frequent source of information when it comes to moves involving PlayStation in recent months, Kojima Productions is not working on a new Silent Hill game. Amand was asked by one user on Twitter recently whether or not the recent reports of Kojima developing a title within the series alongside Konami and PlayStation was true, and she didn't mince words in her reply. While she didn't offer up many additional details on this rumor, she gave a definitive no on the matter. The t uh, tweet from October 2nd by Twitter underscore random says some websites are saying new Silent Hill game is being developed by Kojima, Kojima and Sony. Is that true? Millie responded, quite frankly, no. Uh, it's worth stressing that Amand has a very good track record in recent months, especially when it comes to leaks associated with PlayStation. She had previously been one of the first people to report on the date of PlayStation's September presentation. Teased the reveal of Marvel's Wolverine for PS5 ahead of its official announcement and also beat another report to the punch when it came to revealing a new potential Metal Gear Solid title. Given how accurate she has been in re recently, it stands to reason that she could be very well correct with the situation involving Kojima and Silent Hill. Still, given how none of this can be outright verified, take it with a usual grain of salt. Um, from my understanding, con understanding, I'm sorry, Konami is rebooting Silent Hill Castlevania and Metal Gear Solid but as far as we know Hideo Kojima has nothing to do with any of those franchises and won't going forward so you can expect to see them it word has come from Konami that it that they are going to happen we are going to get those beloved franchises back it's just that Hideo Kojima will not be involved with Castlevania it's not really that big of a deal but to reboot Silent Hill and Metal Gear Solid without Hideo Kojima is going to be a fucking disaster. I'm just being completely honest. I just don't think the games work without his insight and what he brings to them. Also, to be completely honest, I wouldn't be surprised if they're just trying to keep the wraps on things and not to, you know, Milliamon obviously knows what she's talking about, but maybe this could be one that slipped through the cracks. It's just when we saw the Death Stranding director's cut trailer, the box clearly was a nod to Metal Gear Solid. So again, take that with a grain of salt. Just like comicbook.com said, I don't have any in industry insider information. I'm not, you know, that guy at all. So don't be like, hey, Derek said, it. no, don't, don't, don't go with the Derek said anything like this. This is just my thought. Where there's smoke, there's usually fire. I'm not calling the box thing smoke or fire. I'm just saying that I wouldn't be surprised if at some point. There is some sort of a collaboration. Wouldn't be surprised. I have no idea what Kojima Productions is working on at this point. I'm not going to say it's Silent Hill or Metal Gear Solid. Um, I know that Sony would love to have one of those games, if not both of them, be PlayStation 5 exclusives. For the longest time, we were you know, told that the new Blue Point game was going to be a Metal Gear Solid remake, and then we find out they're working on a totally new IP. So, I don't know. We'll just have to... To sit back and wait and see what happens. My next story comes from T3.com. It said, PS5 graphics about to get turbocharged as Sony drops key update. 
Sony is rolling out its variable refresh update, and that means better graphics for PlayStation 5 game, uh, gamers are incoming. The graphics delivered by the Sony PS5 are already jaw-dropping, and with titles like Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok incoming, that raw power is going to be made in, uh, is going to be made the most of in a truly spectacular way. And now, thanks to Sony dropping a long-awaited update, it looks like those graphics are about to get a lot better for millions of gamers in the near future. It starts with news that Sony is finally starting to roll out variable refresh rate VRR to its own TVs. Sony has been on hold has been a holdout on this tech, and it's been widely thought it would bring the tech to its TVs whenever it's ready for PS5 as a big double update. This, of course, is very exciting news for PS5 gamers. Regardless of what brand of TV you own, because of this long-awaited TV update appears to be a telltale sign that Sony, Sony is finally about to turn on VRR in all PlayStation 5 consoles. Uh, Sony wants the PS5 and a TV that supports VRR. Um, you're going to see a great, great experience. Uh, speaking of VR, variable refresh rate is a technology that is, employed to, that is employed to stop screen tearing in games. Screen tearing is caused when the TV's refresh rate is out of sync with that of the game being played on the console, leading to ugly graphical glitches. Um, as far as VRR, I would have to double check. I'm not sure if my television supports it or not. Um, the PlayStation 5 looks amazing already, and to hear that it's going to look even more incredible, that's, that's a hell of a thing. Uh, I'd be very excited to see how this actually, excited to see how this turns out. Uh, I can't wait for this update. Um, but I tell you what, the last update that Sony nailed, uh, brought out was absolutely incredible. They knocked it out the park. Um, should be interesting. It should be interesting. Um, you know, we, we weren't going to see a huge, huge jump in graphics and fidelity and things like that. Everybody was saying that photo real was going to be the next thing. Uh, photo real graphics. I mean, because of, um, uh, VRR and also Jesus Christ. Uh, I cannot think of it right now. I, it's right on the tip of my tongue and I can't think of it right now, but the technology that, you know, makes puddles, you can see things in puddles and reflections on windows and things like that. Um, ray shading, ray, sh ray shading. Yes. Finally, it was on the tip of my tongue. I couldn't think of it, about it, but when you combine these type of things together, we are getting graphically intense games. It's not a huge jump from last generation, but it's noticeable. But the same way that from the PS3 and Xbox 360 to the PlayStation 4, there was a quite a jump. Now, it's not as big as the jump going from like the PS2 and Xbox to the PlayStation 3 and 360 where we started to see lit. they became less polygonal to where that, you know, bodies were fully fleshed out. You could see, you know, depth in the color of someone's iris in their eye and things like that. So, um I don't know. I don't know what the the um, you know the the VRR how big that's going to be, but it's an update that's de definitely welcome. Um, I will tell you this: if you have a really nice TV, and I'm not one to brag, but I do have a really nice TV. Certain things you don't notice. Um, all of my televisions are 4K, so on my Series X and my PS5, it looks absolutely phenomenal already. And uh, with this update. I think it can only look better, and I'm actually really, really uh, excited to see what happens going forward with things like that. Speaking of the good folks over at the Grain brand, um, another story coming from Microsoft, I'm sorry, comicbook.com, Xbox potentially testing the waters on three major acquisitions. 
A notable, uh, notable video game industry insider believes that Xbox may be testing the waters with multiple development studios at the moment in the pursuit of new purchases in the future. Currently, Xbox and Microsoft are working with a handful of, handful of outside developers on projects, some of which haven't been announced. Rather than simply collaborating on these single games and ending the relationship there, Microsoft might be using these titles as a way to vet whether or not they'd like to purchase these companies outright in the future. Excuse me, this theory comes by way of video game reporter Jeff Grubb, who shared the specifics, I'm sorry, specifics of this idea in a recent episode of his show Grub Snacks, which comes by way of Giant Bomb. At this point in time, Xbox has openly announced that it is collaborating with both Crystal Dynamics on Perfect Dark, while developer Avalanche Studio is creating a new title called Contraband that will be published under the Xbox Game Studios banner. There was a teaser trailer for Contraband at E3. Um... In addition, IO Interactive, which is the company behind the Hitman franchise, is rumored to be working on a title with Xbox as well. Grubb believes that these instances could be ones where Xbox is looking to buy each of these studios in the future, assuming that the collaboration between the two parties goes well. Grubb said part of the reason why he thinks Xbox would opt to go down this route at the moment is because Microsoft now wants to make smart purchases. Specifically, what he means by this is Microsoft wants to find other studios that naturally work well with the team at Xbox. Rather than outright buying a number of studios and solely integrating them with X- within Xbox Game Studios, Microsoft would prefer to find companies that it thinks could make the transition to join the Xbox family that much more easily. Now, of course, the caveat with at least one studio in question, Crystal Dynamics, is that it's currently owned by Square Enix, so you would have to, you're either going to have to absorb Square Enix, which I don't see that happening, or there's going to have to be some kind of deal made, and I don't see that happening either. However, given how much money Microsoft has to offer if Square, uh, offer Square if negotiations were to come about, it stands to reason that Xbox could buy the studio away from the third-party publisher if the opportunity arose. Don't see that happening. That's just my opinion. I don't see it happening. I could be wrong. I just don't see it. <clears throat> um, but I tell you what, Crystal Dynamics, fine studio, um, IO Interactive, very nice studio, and then Avalanche, also a very nice studio as well. So it's not like they're setting their sights on a bunch of junk studios if this is to be believed is true these are some top quality studios do i think these acquisitions are going to happen io i'm not sure uh avalanche not sure crystal dynamics i don't see that happening i just don't see if square gives up gives up crystal dynamics that just if you wanted to do another tomb raider do you you know do you make a deal with microsoft or to be an xbox exclusive or how does that work um i just don't see that one happening as far as io and uh contraband it's whatever it could potentially happen and i'm not saying that the other one couldn't happen i just don't see the other one happen um but call me crazy i don't see them acquiring crystal dynamics from up under square enix i just don't see that happening and to be honest with you i i don't know I just, that, that that's really funny this story would have made more sense around the time where microsoft was you know do, getting that console exclusive time period for like the tomb raider games or something like that i just this doesn't make sense to me but i could be you know again i could be completely wrong Speaking of Xbox, HypeBeast.com says Xbox confirms console shortages in 2022, explaining that chip shortages are largely to blame, which we knew. Xbox VP of Gaming Phil Spencer has delivered some bad news for gaming fans. It seems that finding an Xbox console in 2022 will not be easier since the company is facing console shortages. 
In a recent interview, interview with The Wrap, Spencer explained that chip shortages are largely to blame for the constant Microsoft Xbox shortages. However, Spencer does allude that it is not entirely because of the chip problem. He shares, when I think about what does it mean to get the parts necessarily to build a console today and then get it to the markets where the demand is, there is multiple kinds of pinch points in that process. And I think, regretfully, it's going to be with us for months and months, definitely through the end of this calendar year and into the next calendar year. Spencer reassures fans that, X- that Microsoft is looking into the issue extensively and is working hard to get the console out to meet demands. The next-gen consoles were first launched almost a year ago. Spencer's comments only confirm that the issue is not going to be fixed anytime soon. With COVID-19 affecting the global chip shortage, it remained difficult for the company to meet consumer needs. This is currently the most recent update regarding Xbox consoles. Again, uh, I was able to get a Series S at launch. Got a Series X months ago. Um, the Series S was relatively easy to get. The Series X, not so much, just being completely honest with you. Uh, lucky enough to have a PlayStation 5 as well, so I consider myself very lucky. I'm sorry to those of you who want the consoles and can't get your hands on them. It does absolutely suck. Keep going to your local Best Buy. They are starting to sell them in stores at Best Buy. Uh, I don't know anything about Target or Walmart, but also there's some Twitter accounts you can subscribe to. Turn on the notifications for those accounts. If you want updates, they'll usually tell you when their stock coming, when it's going to be available, and the time and things like that. And that's probably the best way to try to get your hands on the console. Uh, this chip shortage thing is affecting everything, not just the video game industry, the motor vehicle industry. There are basically almost no new cars to purchase because they don't have the microchips for those either. So this thing is really, everybody's starting to feel the effects of this in not only the video game industry, but also the automotive industry. So keep that in mind. Um, in some really, really good news, especially for Nintendo fans and, um, Kingdom Hearts fans alike, Smash Brothers Ultimate Final DLC character is going to be Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Congratulations, everybody who guessed it was Sora. I thought not in a million years. There's no way it's going to be Sora, but I was wrong. I was completely wrong. I remember last year or the year before, everybody thought it was going to be when the Grinch movie was coming out, the animated one with Benedict Cumberbatch. Everybody's like, it's going to be the Grinch. And I'm like, okay maybe but it wasn't and then i remember when you know people were pining to get shaggy from scooby-doo in the mortal kombat 11 and they're like he's the ultimate power which made no sense whatsoever the guy runs from fake ghosts every episode and he's supposed to be this badass that made no sense but this is really cool ign says um announced by series creator uh masahiro sakari in a final presentation a new trailer referenced the original smash brothers ultimate reveal it showed Mario throwing a fireball that opened a portal, bringing Sora into the world of Smash Brothers. Sora will be added to the game on October 18th. It will cost $5.99 US dollars as a standalone. It's part of Fighters Pass Volume 2. Sakurai says Sora's controls are relatively straightforward, but he will remain distinct from other characters. He's built for airborne combat, but his weakness is weight. He weighs less than Young Link or Isabel. It's interesting, meaning you'll want to avoid hits. As you expect, his basic attacks utilize... The Keyblade and several attacks are destined to hit enemies into the air, allowing you to begin air combos. Sora can also use some of Kingdom Hearts' magic. Some are used for damage, while others are used for only as cosmetic taunts. The aim is for Sora to control as much as possible like he did in the original Kingdom Hearts. Uh, Sora's base design is modeled on the original Kingdom Hearts game, but his other costumes reference other games in the Kingdom Hearts series. He will include English and Japanese voiceover options. That's really cool. The DLC also adds nine Kingdom Hearts songs to the huge soundtrack, and for those of you who played Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory, your save data will grant you one extra song. Okay. 
Sora also gets a new stage based around Hollow Bastion, the castle Maleficent inhabits towards the end of the original Kingdom Hearts. A fairly simple one-platform stage, low time or stock, sees it also transform into a location set inside the void-like dive to the Heart Realm featuring stained glass window design showing characters from the Square Enix series. That's really fucking cool. Um, Tekken's Kazuyuwa was added to Smash Bros. Ultimate back in June, along with Xenoblade's Pyra and Final Fantasy VII Sephiroth. It's been an exciting 12 months for new fighters. These iconic characters were also joined by Devil May Cry's Dante and Skyrim's Devakin in June, who joined in the form of Mii Fighter costumes. While this might mark the end of Smash Bros. Ultimate, Sakurai himself has made it clear that he won't be quitting game development anytime soon. It will be very interesting to see what Sakurai makes next. Next, I'm sorry, not least because the much-loved director has only made a single non-Smash Brothers game, Kid Icarus Uprising, and that was back into that since 2008. Um, this is dope. I love Kingdom Hearts. Sora's a really fucking cool character. Uh, some people were like, do we get Donald and Goofy too? No, you don't get Donald and Goofy too, and I'm happy because Goofy's really powerful, powerful in Kingdom Hearts, but he annoys the shit out of me. He annoys the shit out of me, but... I love Kingdom Hearts, and I love Smash Brothers, so this is a natural combination for a person like me. Cannot wait to play with Sora in the game. I'm really fucking stoked for that. Speaking of Kingdom Hearts um, and Nintendo, Kingdom Hearts 1.5, 2.5, 2.8 Final Character Prologue, and Remind will be coming to the Nintendo Switch. However, there is one caveat. They come in cloud form only. They will not run, uh, that's Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, I'm sorry, um, I guess the Switch is not powerful enough to run the native version of the game, so they're only going to be ran through the cloud, which means you can actually go into GameStop or Walmart or Target or whatever and purchase a copy of the game, you're going to get a game case and inside I think there's just going to be a code, I don't know why they actually sell a case, I guess just for cosmetics, if you're the, if you're a collector and you like that stuff on your shelf, that's really cool so yeah down those will be coming to the nintendo switch at least it's cool that the switch can run some games in cloud but um i don't know i don't really play my switch that much unless it's docked to the television i hardly play it in handheld if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time you know that i played about 40 percent of breath of the wild in handheld because i used to take my switch to work and play it there but that's about the extent of it i don't really play too much in handheld so um, I gotta tell you, I don't know if I want to play something like Kingdom Hearts in a handheld mode, but to those of you who want to, by all means, you're going to get that opportunity. Again, you're going to get those games cloud-based coming to the Switch this year. Now, our final story, another one that takes on multiple forms, logos and achievement icons for the GTA Trilogy Remaster Seemingly Leak. After a Rockstar launcher mentioned the games, now logos and achievement icons seem to have leaked. IGN says, here we go again. Indeed, the latest leaks for all for the all-but-confirmed remasters of Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas include their logos and achievement icons. Excuse me, as found by GTA Forums user Allocator and Razit reported by the GTA Net Twitter account, it's yet excuse me, more fuel to the raging fire that is speculation around the re-releases. The logos below seem to confirm that each game will be subtitled the Definitive Edition. Definitive edition. For Allocator, the achievements in each game include new and tweaked versions when compared to previous releases. Each set of logos uses familiar character art from the respective games. With this much activity around them, it's surely a matter of time before Rockstar confirms the game existence. Um, and again, there was the 
the league earlier before this league. Uh, Video Tech on Twitter looked uh, at the back end of the latest Rockstar Games launcher update, and sure enough, they found slots for Game- Grand Theft Auto 3, San Andreas, and Vice City. That was October 5th. Again, this came less than a week after Korea's Game Rating and Administration Committee released a rating for Grand Theft Auto 3, Grand Theft Auto the Trilogy, the Definitive Edition. A Kotaku report from August this year originally said that the three classic GTA games would head to PS5, Xbox Series S and X, Nintendo Switch, PS4, Xbox One, PC Stadia, and mobile devices. The games will apparently feature a mix of new and old graphics. Rockstar is yet to officially address the rumors of the trilogy. Well, that was when I was putting together the show earlier this week. Right before I sat down to record Grand Theft Auto the trilogy, the definitive edition, was officially announced by Rockstar Games. Two hours ago, after many leaks, Rockstar has officially announced the Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy definitive edition, comprising Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. The updated games will be released for PS5, PS4, Xbox Series S and X, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC via the Rockstar Games launcher later this year. Mobile ports will follow next year. All three games will feature across-the-board upgrades, including graphical improvements, modern gameplay, enhancements for all three titles so i would hope that means a better camera if nothing else and better aim mechanics as well when shooting while still maintaining the classic look and feel of the originals more details will follow in the coming weeks rockstar has not yet confirmed if the games will be released as a single package as individual titles or both the existing versions of all three games will be removed from digital storefronts next week Rockstar also announced the games will come to iOS and Android in the first half of 2022. So if they're coming mobile in the first half of 2022, we're getting them before the end of the year. So that November window that everybody kept saying, it's looking like that's going to be more true than anything. Uh, again, the remasters have been rumored for months, and there have been several major leaks, including references to the trilogies and Rockstar's own game launcher, leaked legal, uh, logos and achievements, and the rating in South Korea. The remasters are being released as part of GTA 3's 20th anniversary, and GTA Online will also be updated with anniversary-themed events, clothing, liveries, and more. Rockstar teases that there will be surprises in store for GTA Online players, including the upcoming possibility of some unusual activity occurring in and around southern San Andreas. On top of the anniversary celebrations, Rockstar Rockstar also teased what seems to be a new GTA Online expansion for this year, saying that some well-known contacts and familiar friends need your help in expanding their legit business. With many more surprises to be revealed, Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas are considered some of the best games in the series. As with all Grand Theft Auto games, each title focuses on the life and crimes of the main character, trying to make it big in a fictional city in the U.S., Vice City, for example, is based on Miami, while San Andreas is an amalgam of Southern California and Nevada. Um, Trilogy will hopefully tide fans over as Rockstar readies a next-gen version of Grand Theft Auto V for PlayStation 5 and Series S and X, which has been delayed until 2022. Um, I tell you what, we knew this was coming, so I'm not surprised. Uh, Am I surprised it took Rockstar this long to actually acknowledge it? No, not surprised by that either. I want to see, they did drop a teaser trailer, I will post that. Uh, if you're on, if you're listening to this on YouTube, you can definitely find it on the Rockstar channel. Uh, if you're on podcast services, also check the Rockstar channel, or you guys can subscribe to patreon.com slash experience. I will post a trailer there as well. Um, am I going to buy these? Yeah, probably. I'm not going to lie. I love GTA 3. I love Vice City. San Andreas, I'm really eh, about. Um, if they're enhancing the games, 
and making them more modern for today's time, then yeah, the camera, you have to fix that. The aim and the shoot mechanics, those have to be fixed as well. Now, I know that it's apparently being developed. It was developed in Unreal Engine, so it's going to look more modern, but they're going to keep the classic feel of them. So I don't know if it's Claude or Tommy Rossetti with like an actual human looking head or if they'll still be polygonal but just be in suit like fucking 4k ultra hd that's the big question that i don't know again we don't have a release date so i would say november but actually now that i think about it the game's coming out next month they would have told us a date so maybe december they said the end of the by the end of this year so i'm thinking it's october which means if nothing at best if it's december we only have to wait a little over a month and a half for it, which isn't bad. Um, call me crazy, but I'm a little bit excited about this. I'm not going to lie. I actually want to play these. I love, again, I love uh, Grand Theft Auto 3, and I love Vice City, and again, San Andreas, I'm really eh on, but maybe it'll give me revisiting it in an updated fashion with better controls. Maybe it'll change my mind about the game. I'm not sure, but we'll see. Anyway, you guys, that's the show for this week. Again, if you are listening on Patreon, you get the early access to you get these episodes on Saturday afternoon. Everywhere else, the episodes drop on Monday afternoon. If you want to hear it early, subscribe to patreon.com slash the Derek Lamont experience. As always, my name is Derek Lamont Jackson. Believe in yourself first and foremost. Stay happy. Stay humble. You guys stay safe out there. Peace out.